It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Well, no, they're, they're over the limit, too, but they, they should. I would agree. Yeah, they're not going to. KD3! What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Damn good game last night. Uh, one of the best. Warriors fall short, but ton of uh, positives to come out of that one. Some moves were made around the NBA, and Steph will return tomorrow. Going to cover all that coming up next. Here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I usually only play a highlight to start the show when the Warriors win, but I played that one. That was the corner three that KD hit to tie it up with eight seconds left because it was a great play and because the call was ridiculous. Fitz is ridiculous. <laughs> it took me a while to even realize what he said. I didn't even realize it till, till just now listening to it a couple times over. They didn't foul is what he's saying. Uh, it took, I couldn't couldn't make that out for the longest time, but I just found it kind of funny. Anyways, shut up, Fitz. Great game last night. Warriors versus the Raptors, two best teams in the game up in Toronto. Drake was there, obviously. And you know what? People can hate on Drake. That's fine. I love him. He adds something kind of funny to this whole proceeding also. Look, if I was Drake, if I was a global superstar, 100 millionaire. I don't think he's a billionaire yet, but if I was, you know, one of the most famous people in the world, I'd become friends with all the top NBA players too. I'd be courtside at every Warriors game also. So I ain't mad at him. And there was some he does add some comedy to it. There was a, a funny moment last night when KD knocks down that last second three in the third, the buzzer beater to cut the lead to 8, and I'm going to get to all that. And Drake, he must have, I mean, he must have known that he was going to be on camera after that and has just, you know, jaw dropped to the floor, this bewildered look. It was pretty funny. I enjoyed it, you know. If you guys didn't, I'm sorry. I found it funny. Anyways, back to the actual game. Warriors taking on Toronto. All the fanfare and everything that goes with it. But it started out rough. And look, I was not expecting... Uh, you know, a lot of good stuff to come from this game, honestly. I actually expected the Warriors to, to lose and lose pretty big, to be honest. Just because no Steph, no Draymond, no Boogie, no McKinney. And not only is Toronto at full strength, they're one of, if not the deepest team in the league. 
I'll put him at the deepest right now because of the way the Celtics are playing. doesn't matter if you have quote-unquote depth and you play like trash. Boston. Toronto has depth, and they're playing great. So I'll put, I'll put Toronto as the deepest team in the league. It started out rough. Warriors were down at least 16 in the first. Might have even gotten to 18 then, and they fight back a little bit. They end the first down 13, 38-25. Kawhi Leonard is, he's really good, you guys. That's kind of an analysis you're going to get from me. Big scoop here. Kawhi Leonard, still good. And some of the stuff last year, man, was ridiculous. On his part, on the Spurs' part, on NBA media's part. Maybe Kawhi shouldn't have sat out the entire year. Maybe the Spurs shouldn't have badmouthed him the way they did. And anyone in the NBA media that thought Kawhi was a system player and it was Pop who made him good uh, is dumb. Is dumb. Kawhi is a top four or five player in the NBA. No question about it. No doubt about it. And I was even saying that last year when he was still out. I don't care what the situation was. He's a top player in the NBA and he's looking to prove it. And he did that last night and definitely did it in the first quarter when he went six for seven, one to two from three. And 13 points. Like, that's pretty good. And I think he smiled once or twice also. But that's that's the deal with Toronto, is they added Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Don't forget Danny Green. That's a big part of this trade uh, for DeMar and Pirtle and I think a first-rounder. So the Warriors do start Andre Iguodala, Damian Jones, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Quinn Cook. Damian Jones, man. It's really bad. It's getting really bad. The game against Sacramento was, you, you, you got hopeful for him, and now it's just, ugh, it's bad. Especially tonight, or last night was really bad. To the point where you combine it with Kevon Looney's performance, I just, I don't know. The move the move might need to be made that Kavon starts and Damian Jones is more of a matchup player, if that. And as I've said, you guys have heard me, I'm one of his biggest supporters. Because of his ability, his size, if he becomes good, that helps the Warriors. But it just doesn't look like it's happening right now. But anyways, this isn't a Damian Jones podcast. Uh, in the first half, it was... Kind of rough for the Warriors, I guess you could say. It's tough because they were down, you know, 16, 18 at certain points and go down 11 at halftime, 58 to 67. In fact, they put up 58 points in the first half for the Warriors with this run they've been on recently. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Giving up 67, not, not ideal, obviously. But usually when they're down like this, when they haven't had Steph, don't have Draymond... You guys know who they don't have. Why do I keep saying it? But usually in this run, when they've gotten down, it's, you know, 42 to 53, something like that. But so for them to put up 58 points in the first half is solid. KD had 20 in the first, going 7 to 14. He was 0 3 from 3 uh, in the first half, which is surprising because he did finish kind of solid from 3. Four rebounds, three assists. 
just a, a, a solid first half for him. Jonas Jerebko ended up having a big game, kind of a quiet first half, only four points, a couple rebounds. But Jonas, man, Jonas came up big, came up real big. So did Sean Livingston, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. In the third quarter, the Warriors made their push, or a push, I guess you could say. They did get down 18 in the third. It was a, a back-and-forth game. It was funny, man. They'd get down 18, cut it to 10, 9, 8, get down 18 again. Because <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is really good at basketball. KD in the third, 7 of 9. You know, 2 of 2 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line. And as I mentioned, that th- late 3 that was, I mean, at least 35 feet. Pretty much from the logo. Knocks it down with about two seconds left to cut it to eight. Warriors went on a run, so to speak, to try and cut it down. And they they got it to eight in the third, which definitely helped, obviously. But it's still an eight-point deficit. You're feeling better about that run. But an eight-point deficit doesn't... You're not locked into anything there. Fourth quarter is when it really happened. I rewatched the fourth quarter a couple times last night because it was awesome. It was awesome. KD had a big fourth quarter. You guys will be surprised to know, or maybe not, who had the biggest fourth quarter was Jonas Jerebko. Jerebko went four of five from the field, two of three from three, two rebounds, one assist, and one of one from the free throw line. He had 11 points in the fourth. He was plus 14. Clay Thompson. I have to do it. I hate to do it. Had a rough fourth. And, you know, he had pretty much a rough game also. And as I've talked about, and I'm going to continue to talk about until he cleans it up, he's just, there's no consistency. He ended, what, I think 9 of 20, you know, 3 of 9 from 3. He went 1 of 8 from the field in the fourth when the Warriors are making their push. And yeah, that one was a big one. It was a three, but... Or excuse me, it wasn't even a three. He was 0-5 from three in the fourth. So just a bad, bad fourth from Clay, which really hurt because if he has anything close to average in the fourth, the Warriors win. But he didn't, and the Warriors end up losing eventually. But yeah, that... It was just tough. It was tough. He had some good looks, too. Some really good looks. Kavon Looney rebounds a, a missed free throw from KD. Kicks it out to an open clay who puts up the three. Clank. It. The loss isn't on anyone, obviously, but man, Clay. <laughs> As you guys can tell, I'm kind of struggling here to. I don't want to just rip him completely, but man, he, he had a rough one. He definitely had a rough one. He was solid in the third. I'll give him that. But in the fourth, when they really needed him and they were making their push, he was nowhere to be found. Well, no, they could find him. He just wasn't making anything. But anyways, back to the fourth. And I mentioned Jonas Jerebko, and a big part of that, too, which will tie into this a little later in overtime, Sean Livingston had just a great five minutes in the fourth. Didn't score any any points, and overall he didn't score any I mean, he had a, not that he didn't score any, he had a rough game from the field, though. 
Uh, overall, he was one of five from the field, four points overall. But in this run here, he had seven assists, or excuse me, he had four assists in five minutes, seven assists on the game, a couple steals, a couple rebounds. He was playing great. And the reason why I bring that up is not just to mention how good he was playing because he sure as hell was. He assisted on, I think, all three. Not all three. Three of his assists were to Jarebko. You know, set him up perfectly. But he didn't play in overtime. And the person who he maybe should have played for had a couple blunders. That was Andre Iguodala. We'll get to that in just a minute. I just want to finish up the fourth quarter and some, some of the guys on the team. Sean had a great run in the fourth. Would have loved to see more of it in overtime, but we didn't get to. Damian Lee, solid in the fourth, two or three from the field. Damian Lee's been a contributor, man. He definitely has some deficiencies to his game, as do most role players, but he has been he's been nice for the Warriors so far. Kevon Looney, I'll, I'll get to Kevon Looney later because he had an incredible game. Incredible game. Jordan Bell. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. We saw it with Pat McCaw. We're seeing it with Jordan Bell now. We're seeing it with a bunch of other players. It's not guaranteed that you're going to progress and get better in your second year. And that's what we've seen so far. Would love to see. Maybe eventually it gets better, but for right now, it's it's rough. So in overtime, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They lost. But one of the main reasons they lost is they had five turnovers in overtime. Two of those were from Andre. One of them was from Clay. One of them was from KD. And another one was from Jarebko. Andre Iguodala had a very rough overtime. Two turnovers back to back. One of them, he gets the ball out by half court. And he's just holding it. And Kyle Lowry pokes it away and gets a fast break layup. And then on the next possession, he travels. And that was pretty much the game right there. A tough, tough run for Andre. Like I said, I would have liked to see Sean in that spot. But at the same time, might be kind of hindsight on my part. I'm not the coach, though. That's the thing. That's that's something for Steve Kerr to notice and make the decision on. He decided to go with Andre. Usually he'd be right. I don't know. Would have liked to see Sean in that spot. Personally. Personally. Let me get to my Kavon Looney fan page uh, here real quick before we get to KD. Kavon Looney played maybe, I don't know if it's his best game, but one of his best games. And I feel like we've said this before because he has a lot of good games. Kavon Looney was plus 18 in the game. Only had seven points, but 10 rebounds. Six offensive rebounds. Six. And I've told you guys before, his his offensive rebound rate is top 10 in the league. It probably only went up uh, from this performance last night. He, uh, in my opinion, he should be, I mean, starting, I guess. But I've also mentioned before that starting only matters so much. It's more about the minutes and the times you're on the court. And he's on the court when it matters. He's on the court in crunch time at the end of games. So it's... I don't know. He deserves it. Does it matter? No, but it's a maybe like a vote of confidence kind of thing for him. Who knows? I mean, now I'm just rambling. 
I just want to tell you how good Kevon Looney is, and he dominated last night. He was a huge part of that run to cut it down, uh, to to tie it up. Not just cut it down, but to tie the tie the thing up. He had a couple of offensive rebounds that led to threes, led to open threes that Clay missed. He was pivotal last night, and he's been pivotal most of this season. As I mentioned, uh, he was 10th last time I checked. Right now, he's 8th in offensive rebound percentage. It's what he's known for now, and that's a great weapon for the Warriors to have, especially with the shooters that they have, uh, especially when Steph comes back. An offensive rebound is just another look for three of the best shooters in the NBA, and Kevon Looney gets a buttload of them. Okay, now to the main main event, Kevin Durant. Uh, look, I know... I don't know. There's only so much you can say when a guy has a game like this. He's incredible, you know? Well, what, what else is there? He pretty much carried the team all the way through, and one of the things I was really happy about with him, not just him, but the entire team, was no one packed it in. They could have. They were down, you know, 18, 16 or 18 in the first, first half, 18 at different points throughout this game they could have said you know what it's cold it's Toronto we got Detroit on Saturday Steph's coming back we're good let's just pack it in and they did not do that KD had a monster game and that last minute in the fourth was incredible knocks down one three to cut it from six to three they get a stop and then has the three where I played the highlight where he dribbles down to the basket I don't know if he just realizes he need a three there or, you know, they they sent two at him and he just dribbles, kind of backpedals back out to the three-point line, puts one up with a hand in his face, knocks it down. And then it was funny, the the Raptors couldn't even get a shot off after that. KD, incredible game, an incredible run he's had over the last four or five games. In his last three games, he's he's scored 40 points back-to-back-to-back in his last three games. First time in his career he's ever done that which is a little surprising because of how good he is, but that speaks to his consistency. He's going to get you 25, 26 a night regardless. But the big games don't happen as much as as you'd expect, but he's had three in a row. What do you have, 51, 49, and 44? Like, Kevin Durant's really good. That's all I got to say. Kevin Durant is really good. And I don't know how I didn't mention this. He gave Drake a purple nurple going into the locker room at halftime. Titty twister. So, I mean, shout out KD, man. That's all I got. You are listening to Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. What up, everybody? Welcome back to 
Locked On Warriors. Just kind of covered the Toronto game. I, you know, there's only so much I could say about it. Kind of went through most of the players. There wasn't a lot of sound to come out of last night's game. But it was a hell of a game. And Steve Kerr did mention after the game that there are no moral victories. But you could tell he was pretty happy with the performance. Here's what he had to say. Uh, I, I, you know, if I say that, then everybody will say, well, the Warriors aren't into moral victories and whatever. So I'm not going to give you the privilege of uh, <laughs> you know, being able to write something like that. All, all I know is that we judge our guys on, on effort and uh, how hard we play together. And we did that tonight. But there are no moral victories for the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> so that was Steve on tonight's loss or last night's loss, whatever. It all runs together. Some good fake media laugh in there as well. Always love to hear that. But Steve's right. You can't really, if you're the Golden State Warriors and you're Steve Kerr and you're the best team in the league in three championships in four years and blah, 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 you can't come out and say it was a good loss. But the bottom line is it was. They played their asses off. They came back from being down 18. No one gave up. You got contributions from your bench, uh, from your starting lineup. It, KD was definitely the headliner. Jonas Jerebko, what he finished with, 20 and, and 9, I think. So you can't be upset about how your guys played and how they finished and, and all that stuff. So a good loss, sure, why not? Moral victory, I don't know about that. But you can be happy with the way the team played because I, I sure as hell am. I did not see this coming. I remember when they cut it to... What was it? 11 at halftime. I was like, all right, well, that's better. That's good. Eight going into the fourth. Well, good. Yeah, they're fighting. That's good to see. And then going to overtime, well, they they could win this thing. So happy with the loss? Obviously not. Happy with the way the team played? Definitely. A couple moves that happened in the NBA the last couple days that I want to touch on and also bring you my league pass picks. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On podcast network support for this podcast comes from wild turkey kentucky straight bourbon whiskey let's tune in to their one-on-one with jamal a real bartender from old fourth ward in atlanta i really get into the backstory of whatever i'm pouring out of respect there are literally years of experience behind these bottles wild turkey same recipe since 1942 if you want a true classic this is what you want to order wild turkey Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. A couple moves were made in the last couple days, and I'm surprised I didn't mention it. We're so Warriors-focused as we should be, but these can also affect the Warriors moving forward because these are two Western Conference teams that made moves. One of them's much bigger than the other. Uh, start with the small one today because there's only so much I can say about it. Joe Kim Noah is going to sign with the Memphis Grizzlies, um, and that's about it. Gives them some depth behind Gasol and some experience behind Jaron Jackson Jr. 
that's really all I got. Um, I don't know if he'll be healthy enough, how much he'll play, any of that. I, I you know, wanted to make some jokes. I'm going to leave him alone. Joe Kim Manoa, uh, I had fun watching him when he was younger, so I'm going to leave him alone. But I don't know how much it'll actually help or affect the Memphis Grizzlies, who are having a, a good year, a better year than I thought they would. Um, but we'll see what the addition of a Joe Kim Noah can do for them. The bigger move was the Utah Jazz traded for Kyle Korver. They sent two first, or excuse me, two second round picks and Alec Burks, which initially I thought was a little weird. I don't know. Uh, you know, initially I thought, well, I'd rather have Alec Burks than than Kyle Korver, even knowing the the struggles that uh, that Utah has with the three ball. They're they're. 28th overall in three-point percentage as a team, they're bad. They're bad. They don't have any great three-point shooters. Last year, they got a lot of average three-point shooters who shot solid, and now the average ones aren't really shooting well at all. So they go out and get Kyle Korver shooting, I think, 44% from three, one of the best three-point shooters, you know, ever. And it should help. It should help. I don't know if a 37-year-old three-point specialist, though, is what's going to change your fortunes. Like I said, I would have kept Alec Burks, but then you look at his contract, which I didn't realize he had already gotten paid. He's on the last year of a four-year, $44 million deal, I think. He's 27 years old, solid player all around. Nice piece for the Cavs and a couple second-round picks. But still, I, I, you know, maybe they don't think they can re-sign Alec Burks or they see, okay, we're going to have to re-sign Alec Burks to, you know, another $10 million per year deal or we could have two years of Kyle Korver at $7 million each. Who knows? Definitely improves their shooting, weakens their defense a little bit, but they're so strong defensively everywhere else that it doesn't really matter. They got a lot of other stuff to fix besides, you know, a 37-year-old shooter. And I like Kyle Korver, but I just don't think he's going to be the guy to change their fortunes it's funny man anytime there's an nba trade i want like a hundred more immediately i get i'm a fiend for it i get hooked uh but we didn't get a hundred more that was the only one we got league pass picks for tonight ton of games i can't even count how many uh seven or eight sure why not but the top two that i'm watching tonight that i think will be the best and at least the best uh best teams matching up because you know there's good teams playing bad teams Spurs and Rockets could be interesting, but the Rockets, you never know this year. They they're either come out and play great or come out and lay an egg. So we'll see on that one. But the ones I'm going to go with are Mavs at Lakers. Watch yourself some Luka Doncic. That guy is awesome and hella fun to watch. And then Nuggets Blazers. Uh, just, I mean, that one's self-explanatory. Two great teams. Two of the top teams in the West. Nuggets 14-7. and seven. Blazers 13-8. and eight. Those are my picks. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I'll do another podcast Saturday night or Sunday, depending on how Steph's return goes. If not, I'll definitely talk to you guys Monday. Have a safe, fun weekend. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, 
every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.